All right, cool. So how do podcasts start? We have that one jingle. It's the podcast. Hello. You are now listening to Awkward Stutters. It's a show where two people are just talking to someone sometimes. All right. Yes. This is all about you now. <laughs> I'm going to ask Goody. you a ton of questions that personally I just want to get to the bottom of. Okay. It's like These a mystery. Are, like I was like let's don't get them, let's don't make it real deep. Let's yeah. not make it too deep or anything. But like I want to know how your brain ticks. I want to know how you work. Okay, you ready for this? I think so. I'm not my favorite topic, but Oh, you're about to be your favorite topic <laughs> make because me my you're favorite. my favorite topic. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. My first question, Sam. Okay. Is what's your favorite place to visit? Mm, New York City. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's something about like the city that just thrives. Are you about to cut out like besides New York? No. Oh, okay. No. Just, I didn't I, know that. I was thinking. I was thinking you were gonna say like Oregon. No. Like I like uh, Oregon and Washington. They're beautiful up there. But there's something about New York that's just magical, like especially this time of year when uh when they get all the decorations and stuff for Christmas. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Like, um, I've only been twice, but both times it's just been a pretty uh pretty radical like experience. Okay, okay. All right, why is it radical? And you're flying to New York. What's the first thing you're doing? Oh gosh! Uh, first thing I'm doing is getting a hot dog because <laughs> I like food. <laughs> Can't blame either you hot for that. dog or pizza, but probably hot dog. I do want the pizza. A hot dog off the streets of New York is just one of the best meals you can have, and it's cheap. Um, it's radical because of the people. Like it's just insane. There's there's no lie to the uh, phrase New York City is its own like character. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's okay. like a living thing, and the city absolutely lives. Um, I've been cussed out by a cab driver one time, made me feel like a true New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Times Square is awesome. I don't care how many people are going to be like, oh, that's just a tourist thing to say. It's amazing when you're standing in Times Square and it's just like all these lights all these sounds like people just hustling and bustling everywhere and uh yeah i don't know it's just there's something about it that really makes me happy okay okay a lot of good experiences in new york a lot of good experience do you want to go like anytime soon i'd love to flights are super expensive though well i thought it was like 200 bucks to fly there yeah, that's about expensive for me. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. that's that's twice, so it's about four hundred bucks. Because I'm taking Ivy. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna go without my wife. Yeah, see, I'm <laughs> single. I'm like, oh, that could do two hundred bucks. Like, bucks. Yeah. I got no real responsibilities. Two hundred bucks, maybe like seventy dollars for a hotel. Yeah, maybe if you're staying for one night, but probably you'll stay for. I don't know how. If you were gonna do a trip to New York, how many days would you want to stay minimum? Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Because, like, I'm not a big city guy. You don't like the city? No. And, like, I mean, granted, I've never been to New York. I've never really been to the Northeast. Yeah. But I would say three or four days in maybe New York City, just kind of see what it is. 
but I would want to go to like upstate New York. That's yeah. where I would really want to go. I it's feel like, like countryside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would be better suited there. Okay. So I think personally, like I'll be like, oh, I'm in New York City. Then I'll go upstate. Yeah. Or I'll go to like Rhode Island or Connecticut and like. Is there anything in New York that you would actually like want to see? It's like, well, I'm here. I might as well see. You know, I'm not against the idea. I just kind of just like go to my hotel and then get everything situated, get what I need, get go downstairs and just walk. <laughs> yeah. And see where I go, see what I see. Yeah. Because I don't think New York's that big. Like, it's a big city, but yeah. like real estate wise, it's just an island. Yeah. So it's a pretty big island. Right. But I feel like eventually I'll walk to a point where I'm like, that's a famous landmark. That's yes. a thing I saw in a movie. Oh, yeah. That's over there. That's someone famous. Yeah, you could step outside of your hotel and just choose a direction, and you'll definitely see like things that right. makes like uh, that you recognize and stuff. I, I think the two things, three things I would want to do is eat the pizza, yes. uh, go to the Statue of Liberty, and go on walk on the Brooklyn Bridge. I think those are the three things I would want to do. Well, if you're York. on the Brooklyn Bridge, there's a great pizza place near it, so. It seems like it's meant two birds. It seems like it's meant to be then. Yeah. All right. Second question. Slayed the first one. You did. (laughs) But I'm going to skip ahead because you brought something up. Who's your wife? Oh, my wife is Ivy Byers. Was Byram, now Byers. She is a a amazing woman. Yeah. I love her very much. And yeah, we got, uh, we met through my job. She was pissed at me the first day that she met me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah first day. I don't know if you want me to go into that story or not, but why not? Let's go down I mean, this rabbit could, hole. We could if you want. I've told it a lot, um, but it's one of my favorite stories. I know. No, so we both were kind of in the same department. Right. She was learning how to do what I already do, and uh, for some reason, I was scheduled for the same shift as her. And so when I showed up, she was just like, who's this guy and why is he, why is he here? Why is he in my seat kind of thing? And I had seen her around, but never talked to her except for like earlier that day. Uh, She introduced herself to me and I was like, just all in the emotions about it. (laughs) But um, yeah, she, she was pissed because I was taking her position and I was just like, hey, if you want to run it, like, you could run it, and I'm just happy sitting here. Like, you can just sit next to me, and I was just like, I'm going to be happy with that. And she was like, no, no, you drove all this way. (laughs) And, like... Believe it or not, listeners, that is a perfect impression of Ivy. Oh, yes. (laughs) Spot on, that one. Um, And she just, yeah, she was like, no, you, you run it and sat like across the room with her arms folded and i was just like okay she does not like me she's not a fan and i was like we gotta play it super cautious now because i have to win her over somehow and that weekend we were scheduled in the same place not the same shift this time so there was um grace for me i guess (laughs) right and Uh uh oh 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 you know what that means. We gotta talk about tambourines. We gotta we gotta talk about tambourines. Alright, so with tambourines, yeah. I have a lot of cons with them. 
Really? It's just like a hippie drum that does nothing for me. Yeah. Like, it's just chicka, 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 pow, and then you like, hit it once in a while. Yeah. Like, I can play that, and I don't know how music works. I th- Yeah, it's like, I see it as a clap enhancer. Yeah, you're right. It's a clap enhancer. <laughs> and so, like, and my your, claps are just good enough. You got your good claps, but with a tambourine, it adds a little with it, and it's just like... I don't like, support it. It's, it's just an enhancement of the clap. Um, does that mean I have to go on the pro if we're going to... No, you can. I would this. hope we have the same opinion, Sam. I'm not a fan of tambourines. So ah. we do have the same opinions. <laughs> but I was gonna play devil's advocate just just in case. Um, no, tambourines are annoying. Yeah. Tell me one song that you're like, oh, that tambourine though. <laughs> I've never, I've never thought that. I'd be like, this is a really good song, and then I'm like, you know, it's okay. That has a tambourine in it. Yeah. It's kind of like just in the background. It's like a '70s thing. That's like there and i'm like like yeah when i i only imagine songs from like the 70s playing a tambourine i could yeah. be wrong I'd be like chris you're an idiot it might be true <laughs> but i'm not gonna be like oh i'm kanye west i dropped this new album and i'll only play the tambourine now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you'll never run into a guy that's like yeah i'm the tambourine player for yes. uh, justin timberlake right <laughs> right it's like oh Okay. But. So, yeah, that's my opinions on tambourine. Don't like them. Don't support them. Matter of fact, I think we should all go to the downtown square and burn them in a huge pile just of just a huge pile, just a giant thing of tambourines. Yeah. And then the people that do like tambourines, I have strong can... feelings about this. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna go down a very dark road, but I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's our discussion about tambourine. Yeah. Now to the the love of Ivy. The love of Ivy. Oh yeah. So long story long. Um I won her over because I got super excited about a cookie. Yes. And from my perspective, I woke up and was just like, Ugh, I am craving an oatmeal raisin cookie. Like craving it. Like a like a pregnant woman. Yeah. Just like there's nothing else in my mind other than an oatmeal crazy or oatmeal raisin cookie. And um, in our little lunch boxes that they provide for us at work, I opened it and there was an oatmeal raisin cookie sitting right on top. And I was just like, yes, oatmeal raisin. <laughs> this is the lamest way I've ever heard of I know. A, a guy winning over a girl, which really brings yeah. hope to everyone. <laughs> If it happened for me, it can happen for you. And all it takes is a cookie. All it takes is an oatmeal raisin cookie. It takes the to right change cookie your world at the right time. Don't underestimate the power of a cookie. Yes. And then after that, y'all just like became best friends. Became best friends. She started cracking up. She texted me like we talked all weekend long. Uh, hung out with her like that Sunday. And I mean, as they say, the rest is history. Yes. Yes. You know, it's also history that you won't admit. And that's my next question. Oh, my God. What? What's your real name? <laughs> Samuel Byers, if that's your real name. Next question. <laughs> no. Um, uh, my real name, as in, like, my birth name. Yeah, what's your birth name? Because you don't use your real name. No. I go by Sam, which is short for Samuel. Which is my middle name, yes. not my first name. 
my first name and full name is Stephen Samuel Byers. I probably shouldn't say my full name, actually. As long as you don't say your uh, social security number. Oh, six four three zero seven. No, Sam, no. Okay, so why did you go by Sam instead of Steven? Um, so it's kind of a sad story. Oh, okay. So my parents always wanted a son named Sam, and my mom had a miscarriage for her first son. Oh. And his name was going to be Samuel Stephen, and they were going to call him Sam. And so when I was born, they still wanted, like, a Sam. So they could name me Stephen Samuel, but I go by Sam. I told you it was sad. That was sad, but it's kind of like... Yeah. Like... It's just a lot of emotions. It's a lot of emotions. Like it's such a small story. Such a small story. But you yes. felt more about that story than my wife's story. Because I was, I was in the middle of all that crap. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You were very involved during that season. I came to you with a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I still don't know anything. Okay. That's pretty. That's awesome, actually. That. Yeah. That's why. Because it's like. You know, your parents wanted a Sam, and at the end of the day, they got yeah, their I Sam. It. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it, too. It's a good story. I think. It is a good story. <laughs> What's your next question? My next question, what did you do for fun as a kid? Oh, gosh. I was a little nerd. Uh, like, right. <laughs> so we traveled a lot as a family. And I didn't necessarily, like, stay in the same place very long. Right. Um, we were here in this place, this unnamed place. This you already got my full name. I'm not going to tell you where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should make it even. My name is Christopher Brent Hyde. There you go. Now you, got, now you have his full name and his social security. 641. <laughs> Um. Okay, and so yeah, we we were here a lot. We kind of based out of this place. Yeah, and then we just traveled all the time. So I didn't have a routine childhood. I keep hitting this. Um. And I relied so much on my imagination. So I had like a lot of imaginary friends. Okay. Which is sad, but no, really, like, like. Yeah. It's not sad because, like, I had to use my imagination a lot as a kid. Yeah. Because all my friends were at least 15 minutes away, and I couldn't ride my bicycle that far. Yeah. And it was, like, 15 miles, at least, I mean. But, like, I had – I did – I mean, I had a lot of imagination. Like, yeah. I was pertaining – I only had one imaginary friend, and his name was John, and he always died. <laughs> What's your imaginary friends? <laughs> oh my gosh, I had a bunch of imaginary friends. Like they were all comic book characters and like cartoon characters from like the cartoons that I liked, but they were my friends and I was just like, yeah, we'd run around, we'd get in all sorts of shenanigans and all like the neighbor people would look out their door and they'd see like, oh, look at that little boy just sadly playing by himself. And I'd be like, no, I'm with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um I, for some reason, was very into, like, detective work. Okay. In a weird way. So, 
this is like super i don't think i've shared this with anyone actually oh no um i used to play and my go-to scenario was like i was this detective that worked for this company in like the future okay and they would send me back in time and i would enter like the mind of someone and so it was this little boy and I was like, okay, I'm this little boy, but that's not who I really am. Like, I'm actually, like, this so detective. You're a, you're a boy pretending that you're a man pretending <laughs> that he's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for the for the uh, case that I'm working, though. Like, you right. know. Okay. And I would, uh, I'd go around the house and I'd find, like, different, like, types of things and use them as different gadgets and stuff. I had this one cool uh, ice pick that had, like, a sheath. And so, like, that was, like, my blade that I would take with me. <laughs> Dude, I told you, I was Dude. I was super nerdy. And no, I was no, no, just no, no. Like... It's, it's, like, all good because, like, I feel like you and I would be best friends. Yeah. Because I think you and I are the only ones that have that active of imagination that I know <laughs> right? as a child. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're just going to do this absurd thing. And it's yeah. just, like, we're engulf ourselves in this world. But how, like, crazy is that? Like, as a kid, I was, like, I... I'm imagining myself as an adult who gets transported back in time as this kid. So Which it's like, like this weird, like self-awareness thing going yeah. on. And, uh, yeah. And so me and the Powerpuff girls would go and save the world. That is awesome. <laughs> I support this. I, okay. So that's what you did. Are these the answers you expected? No, but like, good. I, I had, I came in here mostly blind. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Who was your favorite teacher growing up? Now, by say teacher, mm-hmm. because I've had bad experience with teachers. Yeah. I'm going to say anyone that's taught you anything, really. Mm. That's given you a lot of information. And that could be a school teacher or it could be someone you worked for or it could yeah. be maybe like a family member. The goal is like, who taught you a lot? And that you yeah. enjoy being around with. Well, the short answer would be uh, my second grade teacher, Miss Bird, who was just like awesome. I don't know why. I think it was just the fact that like I was in school, and this was the first uh, second grade was the first year that I was actually in school. I homeschooled for first grade. Okay. And so it's like she was the first teacher I remembered. Um. I made my first friends in her class. Like, there was just a lot of sentiment, I guess, that went into it. But for some reason, like, even my mom got jealous because I'd always talk about, like, Miss Bird and how really? great she was. Yeah. And, like, she was going to be out of town for, like, a week. And I was like, oh, no, Miss Bird's going to be out of town for a week. And my mom was like, oh, someone's replaced me in my son's heart. <laughs> <laughs> just like this super sad emotional time for her because like her little boy who she's raised has been like i don't care about you but my teacher (laughs) she's gonna be gone you don't understand (laughs) wow all right second grade teacher yeah but like if i was gonna say someone who actually like taught me like things that i still live by to this day um gosh that's a hard question it's kind of like if I'm completely honest, it's my it's my groomsman. It's
it's you, it's uh, my brother-in-law, Daniel. Right. It's Taylor and Josh. Like, Okay. Those guys established – there's a reason why they were my groomsmen. Like, right. They taught me things and helped me grow into the person that I am today, and I still live by certain things that they've taught me. Huh. So, I like, as far as teachers, I wouldn't put them in the class of teachers – but they definitely like helped me grow the most in my life. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So that's my answer. <laughs> your Grimsman. Yep. I knew you said you had a reason why mm-hmm. we were all your Grimsman. Yeah. Each each person standing up there like molded me in one way or another. Right. Which I thought was super cool. Well, that makes me feel a little special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude. You definitely we still grow. Oh, yeah. We're still growing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're in the stuff right now, man. <laughs> we're definitely in the stuff. Yeah. We're in the middle of the stuff. We're not We're not Listen, even, like, close to the edges anymore. No. It's not no. like we, like, dipped our toe in. We're like, oh, that's too cold. We're going to yeah. wait a little bit. No, we, we jumped in the yeah. middle. So listen here, Neil. We're in the stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. Neil. Wait, was that his name? No, we forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. If you're listening, man, you're like, yeah. Yeah. What, what he said. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> Why did he drop out of school? <laughs> oh, my God. I almost spewed water all over my mic. <laughs> I get real now. Why did you drop out of school, Sam? Uh, so I didn't drop out of school. <laughs> I have a GED. You do. So I have a high school, uh, what's it called, equivalent. Yes. You have a <laughs> so, GED. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I went that route, as opposed to like finishing school, was in my uh, ninth grade year? Ninth or tenth grade year. We were moving to Hawaii. Right. And so Hawaii is a very violent state. I th- All right. The culture there is extremely violent. All right. So the so. time I've been to Hawaii, mm-hmm. which you know Hawaii 20 times more than I do. Yeah. Because you've lived there and yeah. everything. I've only visited. But I can definitely get the vibe where it's like, here's where the tourists hang out. Yep. And then here's Hawaii. Yes. Like. Yeah. Like, here's the people who have things, and here's the people who do not. Yeah. So, Tourist Hawaii is fantastic. I will always visit Hawaii. I will never live there again. I Um, believe you. The culture is just really, really racist against white people, and I am ultra white. Yeah, you're a ginger. There is no denying how white I am. (laughs) And you go to, like, the sunniest place with, like, the most beautiful beaches. And I hate the beach. I know. I can't stand the beach. I hate it. The sand and everything about the beach I hate. And so, yeah, I got I got a GED because uh, my parents 
were kind of afraid to put me in school because I might get beat up. I'm not a fighter. You're a lover. I'm a lover <laughs> through and through. <laughs> and just, yeah, I don't know. I always had like the uh, mentality that if I was going to get bullied, I would just like turn on myself and hope that they just like think I'm crazy. <laughs> and wow. Leave me, and leave me alone. <laughs> But thankfully, I never had to go through with that strategy. It probably wouldn't have worked out the way that I thought it would. It would have not worked you know? out at all, man. Mm-mm. You would have had to fight. Yeah. I, well, I would have just, like, not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Back then, I was very much against fighting. But, yeah, they didn't They didn't think that I would do well in the public school system there. So I Makes got a, sense. a GED Makes sense. and went to work for my dad. Okay. I was a sound guy for about two and a half years. Really? Yeah. See, I always thought you were just like always video and never. I my passion has always been video. I wanted to be the video, but my dad needed a sound guy, and so I just stepped up. I was taught sound from one of the coolest dudes in the world, though. His name was Rick Bench, and he has a studio out in California called Steakhouse like the steakhouse studio okay and he's recorded like with toto and pink and all of them really yeah he's like a huge name and he taught me everything i know about audio which is an insane little fun fact that is an insane (laughs) i did not expect that yeah i do i feel like we never talk about this because but i've always got this vibe was like I feel like you know, like a lot of people that are like super famous and are like super successful. <laughs> um, like I just have that vibe. I don't know a lot. I know a few, right? But yeah, I don't know a lot. I I think I just have like weird connections. Like Rick yeah. is probably one of the most interesting connection that I have. Yeah, and um, I haven't talked to him in years. In fact, I should probably text him sometime and be like, "Hey, man." You did a lot of stuff for me back when I lived in Hawaii, and I want to say thank you. Yeah. Because I am a man of gratitude. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. Are we done with that question? I think we're done with that question. We're Let's done with that question. One. Okay. Why do you want to make films? Ooh. Now we're touching on my soul <laughs> that I don't have because I'm a ginger. Yeah. And um, we talked about childhood, your wife, and now we're talking about your soul. Yeah. Why do you want to make films? So films for me as a kid was just like this amazing experience. Like I remember the very first time I ever stepped foot in a theater and like walking into this amazing building, like it's massive and then going through these double doors into this gigantic like auditorium with this huge screen that's like the size of the wall and it's playing like uh, my very first movie was Tarzan like the you. animated Tarzan with uh Phil Collins the soundtrack which is still one of the best soundtracks it really it's is such a good soundtrack i, I was looking up Phil that. Collins a while ago yeah. and like a lot of his songs are yeah. like his biggest hits that are showed on like Spotify and like iTunes. It's like here's from the song from Tarzan. Yeah, and I'm like, D- doesn't he have other stuff though? He has other stuff, which I I do like Phil Collins, but like his Tarzan soundtrack is just yeah, it's amazing. And so like throw that all into like this kid's first experience ever with a movie. Well, not a movie, but in a movie theater. Yeah, 
and it just like established something that was uh like one day I want to I want to I want to make something that's going to be in here. You know, like I want to see my name up on my screen for some reason. And then I always like devoured the DVD like bonus features and anything that had to do with the making of and how they approached certain scenes or this is how we right. got that one look and uh, the matrix, like the, the, all those cameras that they used for the uh, bullet time effect and all that. Like, I still remember the first time I ever watched it and it was just like, yes, like that's what I want to do. And um, as to why, I don't know. I think at like, if you if you go just straight to core, I think I'm just a storyteller. You're just a storyteller. Like I love telling stories. I love stories in general. Right. And so when I hear a good story, like that's fantastic. But if I'm telling a good story, that's one of my favorite things to do. And I think it has a lot to do with just how much I had to use my imagination as a kid mm-hmm. and just like I was constantly creating and yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> so I like to tell stories and films, just something that's always reached out to me. Gotcha. And it's fun. It is fun. I, I get where you're coming from. I really do on yeah. that. All right. What is a perfect day for you? You wake up and you get to do whatever you want. What is that perfect day? A perfect day. Hmm. I would say like my perfect day is I get to just hang out with like the people I care about the most and we can have amazing conversation. Uh, we can watch some amazing movies. Like my, my, my perfect day is very practical. Um, yes, it's very, I I can achieve it anytime I want really. Right. And it's maybe we're making movies. Like I feel like a good, good shooting day is a really good day for me. Like if I wake up and I'm like, I have this idea, I want to create this video and everything goes exactly how it's supposed to go and it all comes together and like I look at it and I'm just like yes that's exactly what I wanted it to be that's that's a perfect day for me but also just like a resting day like yeah. if I you... can shut my brain off and refuel or refill uh, with the people that I love that's a perfect day for me I'm a real simple guy I think you are <laughs> you are so I feel like your perfect day, I mean, it does not sound like a bad day at all. It sounds like a really, really good day to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, but what really matters to you is genuine connection and friendship. Yes. And, like, just enjoying each other's company. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that means the most to me. I think quality time is, like, number three on my love languages. I have no idea what my love language is. You should you should do the test it's a fun test is it though (laughs) um all right next question what were the key word is were you afraid of Ooh, something i was afraid of that i'm no longer afraid of yep well that's a good question 
I like this question. Um, It's probably a hard question because, like, I'm still afraid of so much. <laughs> no. Um, something I was afraid of that I'm no longer afraid of. Oh, being alone. Being alone? Yeah. I used to be afraid of being alone. Now I I can be alone and it's not, not a problem. Like, I'm very much content being alone. That's good. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I always had this, uh, I was a people pleaser. Right. And so I felt like I had to always be around people. And if, if I wasn't, then like I'm failing in some way, you know? Yeah. I, I get, I get, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, yeah. mentality that I had. And, uh, just being alone not just in a relational way where it's like oh i'm i'm single but right. just physically being alone yeah just like you are in this house by yourself mm-hmm. and there's no one you can really talk to right now yeah and it's not really like a oh i fear that something might happen to me it was just like this i don't know like like in some way uh in some way i'm i'm not i've let someone down right it's like it's a super weird like mentality that i had huh. but now i'm like perfectly fine with being alone in Which fact, is... i enjoy being alone alone time is great time it's a good time yeah <laughs> when uh, done correctly when done correctly yes it's a very important key Mm-hmm. true that all right Favorite memory as a child. Favorite memory. I think you asked me this, so I felt like I need to ask you this. And, like, we went down a rabbit hole. (laughs) I like rabbit holes. Um, Favorite memory as a child. So, when I was in fifth grade... We were going to do a trip to NASA. Okay. And um, I had a crush on this girl in my class. And we were all staying. This would never happen this day. <laughs> we were all staying at our teacher's house. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that would absolutely not fly in this day and age. <laughs> I don't think um, it would. Nope. But because we were leaving so early, like, we just stayed at our teacher's house. And then we left from her house to go to Houston and uh, I had like this plan where we were going to sneak over to the girls room and like knock on the door when everyone was uh, asleep already and like we were just going to hang out Uh, me and my friend Miller who just got married by the way Um, and I don't know like that night it didn't it didn't happen at all no but that night was just like so much fun and just for some reason, like, that's one of my favorite memories as a kid is having a plan to hang out with a girl who I had a crush on that it never worked out the way that I wanted it to, I guess. 
Yeah. It's a, you know, that's a sad memory. I don't know why that's my favorite memory. I'm <laughs> well, going to change think... my answer. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> you can totally change your answer, but I'm going to defend it real quick. Okay. Because I don't think it's like so much the result. It was the the middle part was yeah. the joy- enjoyable part. Yeah. Like the outcome at the end wasn't what you wanted. No. But the preparing, getting yourself psyched up, yeah. getting yourself the courage and going all the way over there. Yeah. I think that is what you enjoyed. I think so. I think you're right. I think it was like the process of it. Yeah. One, I'm a romantic at, you are. at heart. Like. You're extremely romantic. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't believe we have so many candles here. <laughs> I mean, like all these candles just like provide the warmth though. Like, ow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to change your answer, or did I defend it well? I think you defended it well. Good. It was just it surprised me. That that's your favorite memory. I, I it was my go to for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I got a lot to soul search. Right At least now. yours had a girl in it. Mine had a goat and a dog, <laughs> and that was it. That's true. It wasn't there a snake. I mean, I don't think in that one, but I mean, oh. There's always a no. You, you, yeah, you have a lot of snake stories. Yeah, just a lot of experiences with that. Anyway, I'm gonna change my answer. Change your answer then. <laughs> if you feel okay. led and obligated to change your answer, change your answer. Yeah, I'm gonna change my answer yeah, because I, I like this one, uh, which also involves pain, which is weird. I don't know. Um, so I was a big fan of Superman as okay. a kid, and for some reason, I got it into my head that if I climbed a tree with a rope and tied a rope to the branch and then tied the other end through my belt loop and jumped it would swing me out it would break the branch <laughs> like like superman okay and so i grabbed a rope and i climbed a tree and the tree was next to our dog kennel, which was a pretty high fence. Okay. Um, and so, like, I was able to go from the tree to the top of the fence. So, like, I'll give myself a little angle so that I can actually, like, swing out like Superman. <laughs> and I jumped. And for, like, 0.7 seconds, like, I was just flying. And like okay. the rope caught me, and I did swing out a little bit. Uh huh. And then my belt loop was just like no, <laughs> and snapped, and I just hit the dirt. And I just remember like, I, I have you ever had the wind knock out of you? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. You don't want to get up. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to breathe. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I would say that's one of my favorite memories. I like it. I tried to fly like Superman and succeeded for a very limited, small amount of time. Okay. So (laughs) what I like about both those memories is like, I think that memory also kind of like my point why I defended the first memory. Yeah. It's like, you like the journey. Yes. Instead of the destination. (laughs) Yes. Which is honestly an awesome attribute of a person (laughs) because you'll go through these 
crazy journeys in life, <laughs> the results are not always what you want. No. <laughs> Which, if you can enjoy the journey, yeah, you're fantastic, in my opinion. Well, then, yes, I win. You, you win. <laughs> I win. You win. Took you 28 years, but you won. Finally. What's your next question? <laughs> what you can't do. What, what I can't do? What yeah. can't I do? What What can you not do? I'm sorry. What can I not do? Um, I definitely can't sing. Same. Uh, but I sing in the shower quite a bit. I try to. Um, I can't. awkward silences it is one of those awkward silences but i'll wait <laughs> i'll endure this yes um i was gonna say i can't play an instrument but that's not necessarily true i i can play like the piano and the guitar a little bit but i'm not musical right which um, is same boat i'm yeah. in your same boat yeah and i used to be able to say i can't write but i've actually started writing and i like it a lot yeah and i don't think i'm bad at it no, I don't think you're bad at it either. Like, also, I think you find joy in that. Oh yeah, dude, I love it a lot. It's very therapeutic, right? <laughs> Which I feel like you can be great at something, but it doesn't mean you have to like what you can be great at. Yeah, that's kind of like one of my theories in life. Yeah. But like, you can be terrible at it, but love it. I'm not saying you're a ter- terrible writer. Yeah, I'm just saying like you can have those kind of perspectives, and I do think you are a good writer. So I don't think oh, you. Thank you. I don't think that's a not for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Music, definitely. That's a not for you. I definitely can't sing. I'm going to stay with that one. I cannot sing. You cannot sing. Mm Mm-mm. Cannot sing. Nope. It's not not a pleasant sound. (laughs) All right. I guess I should have asked this question earlier, but I didn't see this. That's fine. Favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) What's the... Okay. Uh, Can I do favorite movie right now? Favorite movie right now. That's... Slightly easier, but equally hard in other ways. Um, so my mind goes back to the most recent movie we watched, which was uh, A Star Is Born, but it's not my favorite movie right now. But I do want to talk a little bit about that. Can I talk a little bit about that? You can definitely talk a little bit about that. I have okay. no idea what the movie's about. I mean, I do know what... I, there's multiple remakes and whatnot. Yes. Continue your story. Okay. So without spoiling anything for you. Thank you. And I told this to Ivy. I was like, I liked the movie a lot, but only during the second half of the movie. And that was because the first half of the movie, it just felt like lady gaga and bradley cooper trying to imagine what life is like for a normal person who's not famous and it just like i don't know it didn't translate well on screen i was just like remembered sitting there and seeing something happen with lady gaga and i was like that's not how a normal human being that doesn't happen <laughs> like that's no this isn't a situation what are you i mean i could see it as like a famous person going oh what would be a normal person's situation and it's not yeah <laughs> and it's just like it was this weird dynamic 
And that's just a little bunny trail that I wanted to take because I was just like, I did not like the first half of the movie for that reason specifically. And then when things got into it, I was just like, yes, I really like this movie a lot. And uh, Bradley Cooper directed it. He It had a very, very uh, interesting look. And I thought it was extremely well done. But it's not my favorite movie right now. I would say that my favorite movie might be Baby Driver. Really? Yeah. Baby Driver? Yeah. Is it because of the editing? Mm-hmm. The editing and how tight everything, like, flows together. Right. And just, I mean, the attention to detail, the everything in that movie is, like, on point. And the music's amazing. That it is. But for some reason, that one, it was a, it was between that one and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp was just entertaining. It was so funny. Like, it's... What I like about Ant-Man and the Wasp is, like, I don't really have to think too much. I could just turn off my brain and just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I love movies that make you think and make you interact and, like, it make you invest into it. Yeah. But there is some joy in just going into a movie and just turn you off your brain and yep. knowing, like, none of this really matters. This is all just fun. Yeah. That was a huge selling point for me. And I just love Paul Rudd. And I felt like it was a very Paul Rudd movie. It is. Any 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 movie where Paul Rudd can sing and dance, I'm like, yes, this is a Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> I do I do love me some Paul Rudd. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. What does France mean to you? Ooh. Ooh, we're gonna get into some interesting topics here. Are we about to really? Because I know like you like love France and like you talk about France and whatnot. Yeah, and I almost moved to France. Uh, yeah. Like, so close to moving to France. Um, so, it all started <laughs> with this weird thought that I had where I was just like, oh, I should learn French. And I was like, that's weird. I'm going to put that on the back burner. If it comes up, cool. If it doesn't, then that's just a random thought that I had. Okay. And, um... At this point in my life, I was going through a lot of transitions. And I happen to be a Christian, so this is going to come from a Christian perspective. But I had this crazy experience where one night I was just in my bed and I was praying like right before I went to bed because uh, I had been reading a book and trying to like get closer to God and just kind of figure out things in my life right um and i had a lot of rejection and a lot of heartache leading up to this moment at this point in time i'm done with relationships like i don't i'm not even wanting to pursue any women and i'm just like god i'm just gonna focus on me and get my life right uh, i was big on like figuring out my career right and what that looks like and then uh, so yeah, this that's some pretext for this night. So I'm laying in bed, and I start to pray, and I just felt like I heard God say, like, I don't want you to pray tonight. Like, I just want to work on you. And I was like, okay. And so 
at this point I just I turned off my music that I had going and did everything I could to like silence my mind and I was standing next to myself this is a very weird thing this for is people very... who don't yeah yes I get yeah. it so I this... feel like this is real this is very real this is a very real story um Cause I didn't know it was going to lead down to this. Yes. This I is know where, this story. It's where it comes from. And so I was standing next to myself and I saw like God walk into my room. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to roll their eyes at that, but I saw this and he stood next to me and he reached into my chest and like pulled out my heart. It wasn't like a graphic like reaching in. It was just like it ghosted through my body. Yeah. And then like he pulled out my heart. And then he reached into his chest and he pulled his heart out and then placed it inside me and like sealed it. Um the reason it comes back to the story, a lot of things happened in that moment like once I was back in my bed. Yeah. If you believe that I ever left my bed or not, this is my experience. This is my opinion. Um, <laughs> Your perspective. My perspective. Like, all heartache, all rejection, all uh, negative thoughts about myself, like, all my low self esteem, yeah. instantly gone. Just completely disappeared. Um,. And when he was placing his heart inside me, he rotated it. And when he rotated it, I saw some words along the side of it that said, learn French. And so in that moment, it became very clear to me. France has a big piece of my heart. Right. And I I told my parents about it. My parents are so supportive. They're just like okay well let's figure out what we're supposed to do with that if you want to move to France like we can contact some people and see if we can get you up there the best place to learn French is going to be in France like I remember you were gone for a month yeah and and like so, that's when we started becoming friends I think so yeah yeah and like that was yeah that was in uh the latter part of this story where long story short like it became clear I wasn't supposed to learn or wasn't supposed to move to France. And so I felt like I was supposed to go. And mm-hmm. uh, me and my dad worked it out where we were able to go visit some churches and just, like, see what's going on, which there's a lot going on in France. Um, God has a huge impact on the people in France right now and some cool churches. And so, yeah, I was able to go up there. I spoke with a youth group <laughs> and kind of, like, just told this story and and talked with people and just, yeah. I don't know, pro- like, provide hope. It provides hope, I think, that kind of a story, you know? Like, your heart is for those people. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and so, super crazy story. It is a crazy story. And, yeah, that was my experience. That's why France means a lot to me. And I do plan on going back. Uh, Ivy is very open to going to France. Who isn't? <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, would like, I wouldn't mind going to France. Yeah. Uh, great story. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. 
Um, very real. I did not expect it to be that real. It was a yeah. When you asked that question, <laughs> that's the only answer I can give because that's the only reason why France means so much to me. Wow. I like it. All right. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? I do. Same. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I think that I think there's definitely life outside of Earth in some way or manner. Like, why not? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't make sense that there wouldn't be. Exactly. Or are we talking about like people that live in America that should not be in America? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different subject. <laughs> we'll go down that. Uh, never. Never. <laughs> That'll be on our next series. <laughs> that will never happen. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Why do you love Bonnaroo? Oh, God. Bonnaroo is such an amazing place. Um, so my first time at Bonnaroo, you were there. I was there. You got to experience that with me. And I don't know, dude. It's honestly... I would say Bonnaroo is the one place that I've ever been to that has zero judgment. Yeah, everybody's super nice. Everyone like I met. They're so nice. It's the most friendly people. Yeah. And then once you leave Bonnaroo, like <laughs> you find out that that person went to Bonnaroo too. Yeah. And you're like, you all have a connection. You instantly have a connection. It's crazy. And it's just like it's thousands of people gathered in one place to listen to amazing music. Yeah. For an entire weekend, and like. There's something about it. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I felt like when I was at Bonnaroo, I I was able to get a clear uh visual on who I actually was. You know? Yeah. Like you strip out all of life and like the stress of work and like the thoughts of financial stuff and just all the weight of life. Yeah. And you fill it with positivity, amazing music, and a bunch of strangers who don't act like strangers and are open to like having normal conversation with people. You can't have conversations with people just no. walking around. No, it was so weird. Once you like, we got so used to the environment of Bonnaroo. Yeah. That once we left, we felt like, oh, it's kind of disappointing that people yeah. are not this open yeah. in the r- real world. We weirded out so many people in that. Yeah. Cause we were just like, like, yeah, man, we're like, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, dude? How's your life going? Like yeah. what's going on in your, <laughs> yeah. what's your situation? And they'd what's be like, why emotional... are you talking to me? What's your emotional struggles this day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't know. There was so, it was so magical. Yeah. The very first time we ever went to Bonnaroo. And then the second time, it I wouldn't say it's it wasn't as magical, but it, it was, was definitely different. Um I still loved it as equally. 
And it still was just like this amazing thing to see because people just, they don't judge anybody. No. Everyone kind of just loves everyone, which is a rarity in this day and age. And when you get to see that up close and personal and just kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Immerse yourself in it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, one of my favorite it is my favorite film art uh music festival in one of my favorite places on earth oh yeah i bonnaroo is definitely my disney world yeah and i've been to i've been to another music festival not the same no. nowhere near the same yeah like not the same environment nothing yeah like bonnaroo is its own animal i love that it's amazing why do you like Eminem so much? <laughs> because he's the goat, dude. Is he though? <laughs> he's definitely the goat. Yeah. Is he though? He is. When he's pissed off at someone, there's nothing better. <laughs> he has, I don't know, it's just. He might be the funniest rapper. That's no, the I thing, don't know though, if he's like, the funniest rapper. He has the ability to be funny. He's funny. No, he's a funny rapper, but like, there's other rappers that are funny. Oh, yeah. Like, there's actual comedic rappers. He's not an actual well, comedic rapper, but. I was thinking, like, serious rappers that are just actually also funny. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Childish Gambino, T Pain. Childish Gambino is one of my favorites. <laughs> Eminem was just, I don't, I think he was uh, the first rapper that made me just be like oh my gosh i can't believe he said that which yeah. is kind of his person or was like his persona for a while and like he embraced that uh i think in one of his songs pretty much sums it up like he gives you things that only you talk about in your living room with like your closest friends like right. those kind of jokes he just straight up says it <laughs> and i love that that is amazing so I think that's why I like Eminem. Though. That's why you like Eminem? Yeah. Okay. All right. What was your first job? My very first job was moving pianos in Hawaii. That's a strange profession. Oh, it's a very strange profession. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it was me and one other dude, and we would move pianos. He He would repair pianos, and, like, he started just – uh, I guess getting asks if he could move it, like if people were moving house right. to house, then they're like, hey, we have this piano, we need to move it here. And that's what we would do. So we'd go and strap it up to a dolly and stuff. And if it, <laughs> it was the weirdest pay thing because if we just moved a piano from like ground floor to ground floor, I got paid. Uh, I think a hundred bucks. Yeah, but and then if it had stairs, I got paid like a hundred and fifty or like two hundred bucks. <laughs> and it was just like the weirdest. Like, oh, if there's stairs involved, you get paid more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it's a piano. Yeah, but yeah, is there really that many pianos in Hawaii? I mean, did you I, go to other I islands pianos too? Quite a bit, like. Pretty often throughout the weeks. Hmm. 
but it was definitely like a part-time thing it wasn't a full-time oh, i mean it's a i mean it's a yeah first job kind of yeah thing. very interesting first i have job. a very weird job history <laughs> let's go down that rabbit hole <laughs> you want to go down that i want to go down that rabbit yeah. hole so yeah i moved pianos pianos was your first job first job um when i moved to texas i worked at the gamestop warehouse where I was an order puller. Yes. For their if your boxes. job lasted less than 48 hours, don't mention it. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I like those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was um, a valid statement, and I know you have some. Oh. I'd be interested to know which ones. Wait, didn't you like go to a job, get the job, and then quit one time? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Many times. I wasn't going to mention those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I sat through orientation for... Uh, a movie theater on my birthday and quit the next day yeah because <laughs> i was like i'd rather just go to the movies than work there it's a really fun to work at a movie theater by the way yeah i just wasn't feeling it for some reason okay continue which is weird because of how much i like film i know anyways so yeah i worked at the warehouse uh at gamestop and it was kind of a temp position so just through the holidays they didn't keep me on so i was like oh crap well I worked at the warehouse, so I could probably get a job at the store. Got a job at the store. Hated it. (laughs) Because it it involved children more than I thought it would. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is a video game. Yeah. I had a kid come into the store, and, like, he wanted a game that was on the very top shelf. And rather than, like, logically being like, hey, adult, can you help me get that? He just started climbing. And knocked every game off the shelf. And I had to hard alphabetize all of it. And that was the day that I was just like, I'm okay if I don't have kids someday. (laughs) (laughs) But my views have changed on that since. But it was definitely that day I was like, no kids. No. They're they're nightmares. They're little monsters. (laughs) They're little monsters. And, um... Yeah, I worked at the store for a bit, and then I was a road manager for a magician. That, yeah. <laughs> was my next job. And that's probably one of the most magical jobs I ever <laughs> It was one of your most magical <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I loved that job. It was so much fun. And then, um, yeah, for reasons I shall not mention... I just, well, honestly, it wasn't like a bad situation. I just, I got tired of leaving. We traveled. Yeah. So much. We were gone for, uh, gone for three days, home for four. I think is what it was. Oh, no, no, no. Gone for four, home for three. And when I was home, I was home. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I just got tired every week for a year and a half. We traveled. I was at so many airports, so many cities. <laughs> yeah. Do you even get to see the city? Not really. Yeah. No, we would We would fly in. Usually we had a travel day. So day one, travel day, fly in, go to our hotel, get situated, uh, sleep, wake up the next day, go straight to the campus because we did a lot of college shows. And... Uh, he would go out and do close-up magic to promo for the show that night. I would go to the venue, set up, 
uh, train all our volunteers because we operated a lot with volunteers. Um, I had to train like lights, sound, uh, camera guy, and stagehands if I had them. I usually didn't have stagehands. But then during the show, I'd operate like everything, telling the lighting guy, okay, get ready for this lighting cue and go. All right, stand by for camera. You're live. Like, just directing the entire show. Right. Um, show it in. I'd tear everything down. And we'd pack up. We'd either go to our hotel or go to the next town where we're doing. Because we usually did two shows in one trip. And so then we'd... Same thing for the next day. Um, finish that show. Go back to the hotel. Sleep. And then fly back home. Every week. <laughs> that is exhausting. Yeah. And, and the so, man still does that, right? To yeah, this day. Still does it. Still does it. Goodness gracious. And, um, yeah, I just got tired of traveling. I managed to get it like a group of friends here and it just got harder and harder to leave every week. And then I was just like, I need to kind of build a foundation if I want to build a family one day. So I need to plant my roots. Right. And he helped me. He helped me do that. And then now I am a video director. And it's one of my favorite things to do. That it is. That you are. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my, those are my jobs. Those were your jobs. Well, there was others, but. No. Those are the main ones. Those are the ones that are like, oh, those are interesting. <laughs> eh. No, they're, I mean, they are very interesting. But I feel like even the smaller jobs are interesting. Like, my first job, I was a busboy. I'm like, I saw cocaine deals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, busboy is not an interesting job, but the things I saw. That's, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Next question is, what was your first big purchase? Oh, gosh. Like. First big purchase? First big purchase. Like, like, like where I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of money. Yes. It's just gone. Um. I have to say it was my first car. Which, which was? An Isuzu Rodeo. I don't even know what that is. It's an awesome vehicle. <laughs> it is uh, kind of like a SUV. You'd like it. You'd like it a lot. I probably would. Uh, the reason I got it, I had a white Isuzu Rodeo. And the only reason why I got that vehicle is because it was my brother-in-law's vehicle. When he was in high school and we were friends. Yes. You and your brother-in-law are tight. We're very, very close. And so I love that dude. I've loved that dude since the day I met him. Not even met him. Like, saw him from across the room. I was just, like, instantly, like, I want to be that guy's friend. Uh, I Super, super weird fact right here. I remember the first thing I ever heard him say. It wasn't even spoken to me. It was spoken to someone else, and to this day, vividly, I remember exactly the first thing I ever heard. Which was? Um, He was talking to his girlfriend at the time because he had, uh, (laughs) he was a singer for the school's, like, chapel thing that they had. Yeah. And uh, she made the comment, oh, I could really hear you this morning. And he goes, yeah, they had my mic turned way too loud. (laughs) 
very first thing I ever heard my brother-in-law say. Wasn't even I was just like walking wasn't even down talking the hall. to your sister. Or anything. Wasn't even talking to my sister. Nobody like involved in my circle. He was just like, yeah, they had my mic turned up way too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was just, I don't know, and that's like vividly in my brain. But I couldn't remember the answers to the test later that week. No. No, I guess you remember the important things. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, Sam, what do you do in your free time? What do I do in my free time? I create. That I is think, what you do. I think you know this more than anyone because I'm constantly texting you about it. And you're like, I'm trying to work. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and I'm just, no, that's what I do in my free time. I straight up create things. And I come up with either new videos or new ideas. I come up with uh, new, uh, I'm attempting to write books. And just. You're doing this podcast. Doing this podcast. um, Doing a lot. Yeah. But I think that I can pretty much sum it up with I create in my free time. All right. One last question. Yeah. Can you swallow a fish? No. Okay. That's the episode. We're done. We're done. That is Sam. We're done talking about me. I'm okay with that. (laughs) We talked about you. I think I've learned a lot for sure. I think I learned a lot. (laughs) I think Patrick or Neil or whatever his... Oh. Neil. Neil. Yeah, that's right. We're calling him Neil. We can't... It's his name. We can't can't acknowledge that we forgot his name again. It would just upset him. But he always seemed like a Patrick. What is his name? All right, it's Neil. Okay. Yeah. So, so Neil, thank thank you for listening. You're get off. Such a. Just get off. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you bother me. <laughs> Everything about you, just I hate. Yeah, I just feel it in my back, and it just like it just tingles all the way up. That's how you know. That's yeah. how you know that they're just a terrible person. You're a terrible person. No, it's Neil. not a terrible person. It's just like he's just got that oh. face. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's his lip thing. Yeah. Is it split or is it? I don't know. Is it? Anyway, that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. That is Awkward Stutters. I am Sam. And I, I'm, I'm Chris. Chris.